Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. time to charm i guess right <laughs> <Yeah>. hopefully <laughs> yeah. i figure uh maybe what we can do for uh the thailand stuff i mean <clears throat> admitting right at the top that for anybody who happens to be listening to this that we've this is the third time we've tried this and we got half an hour last time that was pretty good and then lost it like yeah. some people do <laughs> corrupted files or whatever yeah so take it where you want to go with it that's cool we left off at um I was just getting into Phuket. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And Phuket wasn't much there. I spent one night, mainly went there to get the ferry to Koh Lanta um, and start island hopping. Um, one thing I did do in Phuket is I went to the weekend market and I found some board shorts, which is one thing I neglected to bring with me, um, mm-hmm. which I think I mentioned in the Chiang Mai episode. Um, but since I was going to be going to the islands, I was like, I need board shorts. Um, so I went to the weekend market and found like, I found some board shorts for like four dollars, <laughs> um, yeah. which back nice. home they'd be like forty or fifty. Um, they were Billabong, but of course they're probably rip off or something. But <laughs> yeah, uh, as long as they last a trip, I was like, that's fine. Um, so the next morning, I get up and I take a four-hour ferry ride to Coanta um, and get sunburned because <laughs> there wasn't enough seats, so I had to sit on the, like the back deck and uh, neglected to put sunscreen on. Um, and man, the sun is just intense down there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like you'd mentioned before, it's like, I mean, you're closer to the equator, so it's just it's yeah, closer right. to the sun. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I got sunburnt, had to deal with that. But um, I got to Colanta, and uh, Madeline, who was a fellow American that I'd met in Bangkok, she was actually down there. Uh, so we arranged to get up. Um, and. Um, Hung out with her, and the next day we did a, a Thai cooking class, which is kind of mm-hmm. like the big standout for, for me. Um, it was cool. It was a little pricey, but I think it was worth it. Um, yeah. Like a four-hour class, uh, you learn to, to make four different dishes, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you get to eat them too. So, like, you, uh, they teach you the one dish, you cook it, and then you sit down and eat. They teach you mm-hmm. the next dish, cook it, you sit down and eat. Um by the end, man, I was <laughs> so stuffed. Yeah. Um, so we it's learned- funny because this being the second time we've talked about that, and I feel like I'm just as hungry as I was the last time we talked about this. <laughs> when you were talking about it, it's like, oh, man, I want to eat that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was so good. Uh, the four dishes we made were, they, they had like a, a menu of like 10 different dishes, and then the group, it was a group of seven of us. We all mm-hmm. voted on like the, the four that we wanted to do. Uh, so we ended up doing uh, an appetizer, which was golden bags, which is kind of like uh, egg rolls or spring rolls. Mm-hmm. Egg rolls, I guess. But like not in the roll form. It was more of in like a pouch type form, like a money bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and they call it, and it was like tied up with a, like a green onion and then, you know, dropped in the deep fryer. Uh, mm-hmm. So those were golden bags. 
uh, you know, filled with uh, like uh, some meat and uh, carrots and some other like vegetable stuff all minced up. Um, yeah. And then we learned to make masaman curry, which is one of my favorite curries. It's a coconut-based curry dish mm. with chicken and onions and potatoes. Um, yeah, we did steamed fish with a chili lime sauce. Um, mm. And then the last course was seafood uh, in a tamarind sauce. We learned how to make the, the tamarind sauce. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was, that was like the big thing in Colanta was the cooking class. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. The next few days, I just hang out in Colanta. It's a very chill island. Um, it's, it's touristic, but not as much as some of the other islands. Um, you could find a stretch of beach all to yourself. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just took some time off there for a few days and like just kind of caught my breath from having jumped around so much. You know, like every couple of days, moving to a brand new place. You know, being on a bus, being on a train, being on a plane. Um, mm-hmm. So I just took some time in Colanta. <laughs> Just kind of catch my breath. And then I was on to Kopp, which is um, like one of the more famous islands there uh, in Thailand. Um, known more as a party island, and, and people, a lot of people told me like to skip it. But it was on my way to Al Nong and Riley, so I figured, well, I might as well stop for at least a day and just see it myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad I did because um, it's it's a very beautiful island. Um, it's much more scenic, I think, than Koh Lanta. Uh, Koh Lanta is beautiful, don't get me wrong, but uh, Koh Phi has like the big, huge limestone cliffs and like you know, all the pictures you see of like southern Thailand. It's like it's like from Koh Phi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just beautiful. Um, I get there, check into my hostel and I actually stayed in a hostel that was farther outside of the village. So I wasn't around like, um, where like all the bars were and like, it was a much quieter part of the island. Um, a lot of people were saying you can't escape with like the loud pounding music and all that. But, uh, the the hostel I stayed at was very quiet. So I actually had no issues. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, the first day I got there, I uh, met uh, one of my roommates, a girl from Casablanca named Asma, and we ended up hiking to the viewpoint um, first thing uh, for sunset. Uh, and it's like you hike up the east side of the island, up one of the mm-hmm. hills, and it's just like overlooks the little spit of land uh, that the village is on in the water. Um, so Kopp is, is laid out like two huge like limestone cliffs or mountains. And then in between those two is this little spit of land, and that's where pretty much the whole uh, civilization of the island is. Um, and uh, it's just a small little strip of land. And, okay. But so anyways, like you were up on the eastern cliff or whatever overlooking the spit, and it's, oh, it's just beautiful. Then that night we, we meet another guy who just checked into our hostel or into our room named Ali, this kid from Ireland. I say kid because he's like 18. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I meet so many young travelers, man, uh, and it just God, it makes me really wish I'd started traveling earlier. Anyway, so the three of us go out that night to check out the, the, the village, or, you know, uh, we go to the famous uh, reggae pub or reggae bar, which is, um, not, doesn't really, I don't think they're really playing reggae or anything like that, so I don't know where it got its name from, but the big thing mm-hmm. about this bar is in the middle they have a, uh, a Thai 
uh, Muay Thai boxing ring right in the middle of the bar. Mm-hmm. And they have like professional fighters come up and do matches. But then every once in a while, in between these matches, they'll invite the patrons <laughs> to come up and fight. And uh, people just volunteer to get up there and beat the crap out of each other. It's kind of weird. Right. Um, and so Asma decides she wants to do it. <laughs> so uh, she, she volunteers. And it actually takes a little while because they don't have any other female volunteers. Um, but eventually, like, the ref, like, brings her up on the, the ring and in the ring and then, like, kind of parades around to each corner and, like, you know, asking for somebody to come up and fight her. And uh, eventually this, this, <laughs> one girl, <laughs> this one girl comes up and uh, volunteers. Uh, so Asma, yeah, she's, I asked her, I was like, have you ever done anything like this before? You ever, have you even been in a fight or anything? And she hasn't yeah. done anything like this before. Um, <laughs> but they go three rounds. I think she does pretty well for not having fought before, but uh, the ref def- uh, ends up declaring the other girl the victor. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, it's quite an experience. The next day we do a boat tour, um, so you get you get onto what they call a long tail boat, which is like this long wooden boat, and then it's got what seems like a car engine strapped to the back of it, and from that mm-hmm. car engine this long shaft comes out with the propeller at the end, um, and it's it's just a really weird contraption to move these boats around, uh, but it's like the way to get around the islands. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we hire one of these, you know, it's a group of like ten of us. Um, and it goes, it's the whole day and it, they take us around to the, all these other surrounding little islands around Kopp. They take us to Bamboo Island. They take us to Monkey Beach, uh, which is where there's not much of a beach, but it's, um, the, the attraction there is all these monkeys that come out of the, out of the jungle and, um, mm-hmm. all the tourists are feeding them bananas and taking pictures and it's just a really weird scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, after that, we go snorkeling for a little while, um, which I had done before in Hawaii. Um, I think, and this was okay, but it wasn't anything like Hawaii. And like in Hawaii, we had, there's so much, so much, uh, so many fish and so many different types of fish and, and, uh, aquatic life. Uh, but here mm-hmm. it was like, there was a lot of fish, but it was all the one type of fish. And, yeah. uh, so after a little while, I was like, eh, I'm bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, in, in Hawaii, we had, like, huge sea turtles coming by and uh, like that. So um, so this experience for snorkeling, was, it was cool, but uh, I've seen better. Um, yeah, I've seen better fish. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, we went to Maya Bay, which uh, is famous for, um, or became famous, I guess, after it was used in the film The Beach, which is, uh, like, mm-hmm. early 2000. Uh, film with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio um so it's like you know after it was the film it became like very very uh, popular um Mm -hmm. it's a huge tourist destination but anyways we went by there um very beautiful place um and then then we headed back to Co-PP um let's see and then the last night there that um on Co-PP I decided to go into the into the village or into the city and uh, kind of see what Co-PP is best known for, which is like the, the parties. Um, so like the North Beach, that's where all the bars are, and they all kind of meld together. <laughs> Just one giant bar. And, 
There's mm-hmm. a, they got dance floors out on the sand and stuff. The one thing I liked though was they had like the fire shows. So each bar hires like these guys to like twirl fire and, and do all these um, fire show things. Um, the one weird thing is that like every once in a while like like one of the drunken <laughs> tourists will uh, will ask to like you know to grab the baton of fire or whatever. And right. every time that happened, uh, every time that happened, I was just like, "Oh God, this is this is this is going to end badly." Mm-hmm. And there's this one girl, pretty drunk, and she had this long flowing dress, and she you know took one of the batons from one of these guys, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Because <laughs> you could just see her <laughs> dress; it was just yeah. flowing in, in the in the wind, and she starts trying to twirl this baton, baton, and I'm just like, "She is going to catch herself on fire." Yeah. And sure enough, like a minute later, her dress is on fire. <laughs> and she doesn't yeah. even know. Like the bottom of her dress catches on fire and it just starts going up. And like she doesn't even know. And then finally some <laughs> dude runs over and starts like kicking sand on her to put the fire <laughs> on. And it's just, oh, it was, oh, God. Yeah. I've, I've heard that story like two or three times now. It's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's still funny. Oh, this, the thing about this goofball burning, burning her dress. <laughs> and she didn't even know. She didn't even know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Man, man. Crazy scene. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, I did. I, we had a few drinks and hung out. I think the bars close at like two. Um. Mm-hmm. So you know, pretty much. I you know, I got to see the the bar scene, the party scene there, Kokipi, and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. So I feel like I got to see everything Kokipi had to offer, and the next day I was on a ferry. Um to my, I guess, next to last stop in Thailand, which was Hao Nong. So I jumped on a ferry and I ended up in Hao Nong. And as soon as I get to Hao Nong, I realize like, uh, this is really not my style. It's like so built up. Um, so touristic i mean it's just really it's just a bunch of resorts and then like um just a couple strips with just all kinds of i don't want to say urban sprawl it's not urban sprawl but it's just like you know just a bunch of crap um Mm -hmm. the beaches are okay but the the real deal for me was um the second day i was there i took a, a long tail um over to riley beach which riley beach is isolated from everything else like you can only get there by boat because of these huge limestone cliffs that surround it um Mm. so anyways i took a long tail um over there and with the goal of seeing the viewpoint and uh climbing to the the hidden lagoon Mm. um and riley is like it's really beautiful it's definitely touristic too but not so as much as like al nong because it's a little more isolated anyway so i i land on um, Riley Beach, and I walk across the the spit of land to the other beach. Uh, I think it's the West Beach, and from there you like hike along the beach and um, follow some signs to to the viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, you get to you're just walking down a regular trail, and then you see a sign point to your left that says viewpoint and lagoon. You look to your left, and it's just like this huge like mountain wall, <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, and if you didn't, if I hadn't actually seen people climbing up it, I'd be like, I would just think, like, what am I missing? Um, but yeah, I mean, you pretty much like rock climb uh, up 
this side of this this hill, this mountain, um, mm. to get to the trail. And and they have, I mean, it's not like serious rock climbing, but it's you got to be in shape to do it. Uh, and right. They have some, yeah. They have some ropes to assist people um, who aren't really you know into climbing. Um, yeah. That should be indicative of enough of how uh, extreme it is compared to a normal trail or whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we hear, here's these ropes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, so I climb up and then there's like a bit of a trail after it plateaus out. You, you hike uh, up the trail a little bit, climb a little more, um, hike a little further in, and then it splits off to the left goes, uh, it's a pretty easy trail to the viewpoint. Um, and then to the right, um, you kind of head down this trail uh, to the lagoon. And... At first, like, I, I'd read about this, and I was like, yeah, I tried to find some people at my hostel to, like, who were interested in going because I didn't really want to climb alone. Um, mm. but I couldn't find anybody interested. Uh, and I was like, ah, should, I, should I do it on my, on my own? I don't know. And I finally decided I just got to do it because I don't want to leave Thailand without doing this. Um, a friend of mine who, who knew Thailand really well, he's like, you got to do the lagoon climb. He's like, it's just one of the most amazing things. So I would have kicked myself if I didn't go. So I went, I set out on my own. But it turns out as I'm on the trail, like heading towards the lagoon, I'm saving the viewpoint for later. I end up running into or uh, meeting uh, a couple girls from Canada and this one girl from Ireland. Uh, and we start talking and we decide to do the climb together. So, you know, we end up, uh, you know, being able to spot each other and stuff like that. So it's a little safer. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So once you get down, like you go kind of down like a, a fairly gentle slope to start receding down. And then there's three like major pitches that you've got to climb down that are almost sheer straight down. Mm-hmm. Again, they have some ropes and stuff um, to assist, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much climbing like 20 feet down like a rock face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you climb down one pitch and then there's like a, a shelf. Uh, and then you climb down another pitch and there's another shelf and then you climb down like the last pitch and then you're down in the lagoon. Um, and it, once you get down there, it's just, it's amazing because because of the climb, there's not too many people there. It's not like overrun. Like there's very few people down there. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just like this huge lagoon and you, you walk into, you know, up to it and then you just look up these sheer like limestone cliffs that just go way up into the sky. So you're, you know, it's like this hidden lagoon in the in this, these limestone cliffs. It's amazing. Yeah. And even though we weren't there at high tide, uh, when supposedly it's at its most, you know, f- its fullest and most beautiful, we were there maybe an hour or two before high tide. It still looked pretty freaking amazing. And then there's like a little crevice to the right in the rock that you can actually kind of wiggle through. And then there's a path that kind of hikes along around the lagoon, um, uh, which is, yeah, man, it was just such a beautiful little oasis you know yeah um, right something that a lot of people don't see uh mm. got some of my best pictures i think from thailand there in the lagoon yeah i think that was to me was like one of the my, my favorite things yeah and then from there we we climb back out which is actually easier than climbing in uh, mm. i go up to the viewpoint the girls had already done it um so i, I climb up to the viewpoint take some pictures and it it's the same kind of thing as like Kopi P where you're just kind of overlooking that spit of land um, mm-hmm. and all the gorgeous like turquoise water and the limestone close. Uh, it's just so beautiful out there. And then I climb back down, meet up on the road with the girls. We, we go hang out at Riley Beach for a little while. Um, and then a storm starts to roll in. So I'm like, I need to get back 
on the boat back to, you know, Al Nong, back to my hostel before, like, bad weather sets in. Um, right. So from Al Nong, I head to Krabby Town, mainly just for one night, um, because the next morning I fly to Cambodia. You can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for The World It's Ass. We are also available on iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzzboxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back with more stories of the world it's ass. You say bye? Bye. Oh man, I want to eat that right now.